I'm Michael. I'm a small business owner. I'm an investor, a work in process, improv artist, always looking for something new and interesting. And I'm a TV host and your host today for what we call the Second Scene Podcast. It's a Dweebs Global production where we interview people you know about things that they're not necessarily known for. Now, Dweebs Global is a nonprofit that offers free mentorship help, anything from mental health to resume writing uh, to you name it. People can go there for free help. There's no catch. It's free. Go to dweebsglobal.org. So today I am here with Angela Corns. Said that correctly? You did. Oh, good. So Angela was, I'm not going to say this correctly, an equine physical therapist. Did I do that right? Equine. Yep. Equine. Oh, didn't get that one. Okay. Equine physical therapist. That is someone who is trained to relieve chronic pain, enhance performance, and help prevent injuries that often occur in horses. She's traveled the globe doing this, including working with Budweiser, Clydesdales, Olympic horses, uh, and so much more. And her second scene has brought her to being a team leader for a neurotechnology company. She has helped people get off pain medications, calming rage in autistic children, helping people improve memory, balance, and so much more. So, oh, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you about horses first, and then we'll get over to the technology, which I love technology. So I'm going to, I'm going to dig in on that stuff. And I'm also into improving how, how can I improve my memory? God, I'd love to improve my memory. All right, we'll get to that soon though. How'd you get into equine physical therapy? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been in horses my entire life and I'm the only one in my family. Nobody knows where the, the, bug to be in horses came from and through life I trained horses I gave riding lessons and did horse shows and um, then I got into race horses and then I got into doing the therapy for the horses the physical therapy and it was a whole it was the other side of the training portion of it because they're athletes and you have to keep them put together and so just like you know a, an Olympic athlete a human Olympic athlete I mean, the horses have all kinds of therapists and things that we do for them. So between special dentists and chiropractors and massage therapists and all of those things, I actually did something called um, pulse electromagnetic field therapy or PEMP therapy. And um, through that, I was able to travel the world with some really big racehorses and um, it gave me a lot of opportunities. How cool. How, how do you know if a horse has a sore foot? I can tell you my, my foot's sore. <laughs> they walk funny. Okay. Um, they don't train properly. Um, sometimes it's, and they all have different personalities. So some of them are, you know, they have a boo-boo and they think the world is crashing down. And some of them, you know, they're bleeding profusely and they're still training. So they're all very, very different, just like we are, but you kind of, you learn to read them and you learn to read their moods. And, you know, a lot of times horses, when they're in pain, they don't eat very well. Um, kind of like we do, we don't feel good. We don't feel like eating. Um, and then there's different points on them, like pressure points that you can check and kind of, it leads to other pain places on them. So it's kind of a checks and balance system. So you actually do like hands-on massage or chiropractor or? Um, I do some kind of hands-on, um, I don't want to use the term acupressure points, but there are points that you can put some pressure on or run your finger over that point to where an issue may be. 
on them. And it's kind of feeling some energy movement in their bodies. And then I use a machine that would pulsate magnetic fields to change um, some inflammation and energy flow and um, oxygen nation in the, in the blood system. Okay. It, of course, <laughs> <laughs> it's all on my head. Is right. <laughs> yeah. How did you even get into it? Like you said, your, your, your family wasn't into horses. Uh, where, where did this, did you see a horse one day? And like, I, I, wanna... I was in Girl Scouts and I got, when the, when the pamphlet came of all the different camps and programs you could go to for the summer, it came and horse camp was one of those options. And I was set and determined that I wanted to go to horse camp. And my mom, who's a single mom at the time, couldn't afford to send me. And the first year I had barely missed the cutoff for my age. And so the next year I was still absolutely bent on going to horse camp. And I worked my tail off. We lived in an apartment complex and I kept notes of who was and was not home. And if they weren't home, I went back to sell Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and I used all of my cookie money to pay to go to horse camp. And from then on, it it turned into a career for many, many years. Wow, that's a lot of cookies. <laughs> it was a lot of, co- a lot cookies. of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it dangerous? I'd imagine if you're working, especially with their legs and their feet and their hooves. Yeah, I mean, they're big animals and they can be unpredictable and things scare them. And sometimes if you hit a pain spot, sometimes they jump. I mean, anything can happen. They're, they're huge, especially the Budweiser Clydesdales. They're ginormous. Right. They're beautiful. How is it working with those? They're amazing. They are the biggest teddy bears. They're gentle giants. The staff is incredible. And, um, I didn't know it when I first started working on a couple of particular horses for them. They actually have, um, I think it's three separate units across the country. And I worked on the East coast unit and I got to know the staff really well. And it got to the point where I would show up wherever they were at. And um, I could just walk in the barn and go in the stalls and, and work on whatever horses I needed to work on and, and do my thing. And, it was really cool and they're so big, but they're so gentle, but they're trained to be very well behaved because they have to be being in the public. Okay. Most importantly, do you have like a lifetime supply of Budweiser now? <laughs> no. uh, no. <laughs> I have really cool pictures. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Did you get to ride them? No. No. <laughs> no. Do you ride horses? I do. I, um, rode and horse showed and trained for several years. And then, um, I rode race horses, not in the, not in the races, but training them in the mornings. Okay. Okay. And then you worked on Olympic horses. Uh, I guess you were doing the same thing for them. That same thing. Um, doing the magnetic therapy, um, show jumpers, dressage horses. Um, I was fortunate enough to live down in a hub in Florida called Wellington which is where a lot of the big horses go and international horses go for the winter time to horse show because the weather's so beautiful. And um, so I got to work on some really high class top horses. Oh, nice. Is there anything that we would be surprised to know about horses or just the industry that you might be able to share that we wouldn't normally get an inside sight to? Some horses have their very own teddy bears. Oh yeah, that they, they, they curdle up with at night. They... 
<laughs> but they usually hang them on the wall. Yeah. Um, horses are herd animals. And sometimes if they can't see another horse or um, I had one racehorse in particular that had his, he had this great big, huge stuffed monkey that went everywhere with him. Um, and he actually ran in the Kentucky Derby and his monkey would ship with him and be hung up in his stall everywhere he went. And that was his thing. And it helped keep him a little more relaxed. So they are a lot more human than, <laughs> than one would know. I, you know, I've only ridden horses, but I always hear about such the bond that people form with them. Yeah. I mean, they're each such individuals and, you know, some are big softies and some are very unconfident and some are, you know, very confident but unmotivated and they're just they're complete individuals oh wow so do you still work with horses at all or have you moved on um I, I if funny story I haven't um for almost two years I haven't really done much in the horse industry and um a good friend called me and said you ought to come ride my horse so tonight I am supposed to go ride for the first time in about two years so Oh, nice. excited and a little nervous and know that I'm not I'm going to be really sore for about a week <laughs> that, that is all I remember about my last horse ride <laughs> how sore I was <laughs> so how did you transition from working on horses to neuro brain technologies um so just over seven years ago my husband had a massive stroke and about four years ago a friend came to me and said hey I've got this thing that's going to help his balance. And it's just as simple as him changing his socks. And I said, well, you're smoking crack. And I don't think so. And she says, no, 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 I promise. And that was actually in December, four years ago. And so about April, she kept hounding me. And about April, I said, fine, what is it? Tell me more. And the more I found out, the more I wanted to get involved even before my husband started with it. And once we got him in the technology, it completely changed his life. And what I mean by that is, this was somebody who was 50 years old, perfectly healthy, very fit, on no medicine, no high blood pressure, anything, massive stroke, all of a sudden he can't walk a straight line. He can't go into Walmart because he gets into sensory overload. He walks in and his eyeballs get big and you can just feel his head start to spin because it's the fluorescent lights. It's all the colors. It's all the people. It's all the movement. Lord help you if you have to walk through a perfume section too. Um, and I'll never forget the day he came home from shopping on his own. And I said, oh, where have you been? And he loves, he loves to go to the bargain shops. Like that's how he unwinds. So he's like, I've been to the dollar store and I've been to Walmart and I've been to big lots. And I looked at him and I could just tell like he, his head was in a really good place and I couldn't figure it out. And I said, wait a minute, are you wearing your socks? And he goes, well, yeah. And I was just like, I said, oh my God, not only did you make it through one store by yourself I wasn't even with you you went to three or four stores and he's like yeah and I'm like well okay that's the first time in four years he had been able to do that and um and that was about three and a half years ago so what are what are these socks so 
it, they're a delivery system. Socks are just a delivery system. The technology actually comes a couple of different ways, but it's just a pattern. And in that pattern, keeping it simple, um, in that pattern is a pattern within a pattern, if you will. And it activates neural points on our bodies that trigger a response for our brains to work better. Is, it, is this similar to acupuncture? No, because this is actually working on neuroreceptors. So this is changing our neurology where acupuncture, acupressure, um, those more so open up energy flows in the body. They release blockages in energy. Okay. So the, I just really want to understand this and explain it to everyone. So, it's, <laughs> so in the sock, there's, I guess there's something in the sock, either a, a piece of, it's just, it's just stitching. It's and just it's stitched how, in a particular pattern. And it's the way it touches your skin or? It's the way it touches the skin and the brain recognizes that pattern and those neuroreceptors that are touched. And it just, so it, it actually creates homeostasis in the brainstem, which homeostasis means a constant state of balance. And so by doing that, then different systems within the brain can can function better. And I don't understand it much more than that. Okay. I've seen brain scans of people um, and it's called a QEEG, which it just looks at how all the networks and the systems in the brain are working. And you look at that without the technology on, and then you look at it with the technology on and the minimum amount of increase in brain function we see is 16% on every single person. And this is just from the sewn pattern in the bottom of the socks? Yeah. Is it just on the bottom of the socks where this? Just on the bottom of the sock, just on the ball of your foot. And is it, um, it this, you know, I got to understand it's hard to believe. I think you- I know, I know. It's <laughs> like, people don't believe it. It is, it is really hard to like understand. Uh, is there scientific, uh, Scientific research study. studies, white papers. Um, actually, the, the doctor that invented the QEEG and, and has developed all of the software for it contacted our um, doctor that does all of our clinical studies and says, what you're claiming is not possible. And he says, well, I'll send you our data. And so he sent this doctor that invented the software that we use he sent him our data and the doctor came back to us and said, I'm writing a white paper for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so for viewers that can see the video. Mm -hmm. um, we will this, we can post the link to it. We can definitely post the link to it. Okay. Or, or do you um, want to, was there something to watch right now? There's no, there is the pattern. Okay. So it's right below the toes. Like It's right below your toes. It kind of looks like a thumbprint because it is our CEO's thumbprint. Okay. Um, and that's how he protects what the pattern actually is because it's embedded in his thumbprint. So that the pattern is actually sewn in formation of his thumbprint? Yes. Okay. But then the actual pattern that works is within his thumbprint. Okay. He, just hid, he hid the actual pattern to protect it. Got you. So that nobody else makes this. Nobody else. Nobody else makes this. This is proprietary. It's his. Um, 
he's a genius. He developed it because when he was a teenager, his mom was diagnosed with progressive MS and he sat in the doctor's office and watched the doctors tell his mom they didn't know very much about it. This was 30 years ago. They didn't know much about MS, but they knew there was nothing they could do for her. And this ended up helping her, I'm this, guessing, tremendously. This has helped her tremendously. What's his background? <laughs> Computer program encryption. Okay. <laughs> 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 why, he, why he encrypted it in his, in his thumbprint <laughs> why he encrypted it in his thumbprint but then he he looks at the human body differently and when all the doctors in the very beginning six years ago said you know you're crazy and this isn't how it works and whatever he he has shown emails from doctors that said go away leave us alone you're nuts and then a couple years later they're coming back we need to know more and it's from the same doctor because he had a different viewpoint and he broke us down like a computer program. And he said, there has to be a checks and a balance. And that's how, that's how he figured all this out. You hear it and you're just like, what? Totally. <laughs> what? I, want, like, I want a pair to try. Do you feel, can you feel a difference? Like, do you notice in yourself or is this it's more of a, yes. So it took me about three weeks to feel a difference. The initial change happens in seven seconds. So instantly you have better balance, you have better range of motion, you have better strength and stability instantly within seven seconds. Sounds like it'd be great for sports, for athletes. Huge for sports, huge for sports. Um, I have more energy because my body's using itself more efficiently. Um, I'm sleeping better. And it took me three weeks at the time when I started wearing this, um, I was crashing every day at three o'clock. Like I would cancel clients to go home and take a nap. And when within three weeks I had stopped taking my naps and I can definitely stay on task more and get things completed um, instead of getting waylaid and here, there and everywhere and kind of spinning my wheels for half the day. My memory is better. My short-term memory is better. And I'm just a happier person. I just feel better. Was this, was this based on some other science or somebody else's work that it was? There is, um, there's a little bit of background history with um, some studies done on the, I'm going to screw up how you say this. So excuse me, but it's, it's the trimengial nerve or the trimengial nerve or something that goes um, into your jawbone. And a lot of the same thing happens as far as balance and stability when you open your mouth. And that's why a lot of athletes, like if you go to jump, they open their mouth. Interesting. Now that goes away if you turn your head, but if your head is straight and you open your mouth, you're stronger and more balanced. Huh. Um, so it had, there's, there was studies with that nerve and how it connects to the brainstem um, and that's kind of what started it. Okay. Is it, so it's just in the feet, the whole, everything about it is just in that part of the foot and there's no. Um, so we have other delivery systems. So I said the socks were just the delivery system. Okay. Okay. Um, we also have a disposable patch. And so this is just another delivery system but I'm trying to get the light on it correctly here. Um, it's a laser etched pattern. So again, there's nothing going into your body, but it's just a touchable pattern. And this goes on your arm and then it can go anywhere you want to put it. 
So he figured out the nerve receptors in the arm that trigger that same response. And you don't need to have it in the exact right spot no. though? Like it's a... No. Okay. Because we have nerve endings everywhere. Right. So, um, so there's no exact place like you know you don't have to measure it has to be you know 4.256 inches from your wrist but nope you just slap it on your arm okay um <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's very hard to believe it's, i know i want to i, I want to i want to believe and i want to be a part of it so i'm gonna have to try it because i try everything <laughs> um how does it help uh, kids with autism so one, it calms down the body's response. So you don't, instead of letting the pendulum swing and let it peg clear to the left or clear to the right in your brain, when you have that response to something, because you're balanced and it's trying to keep things more centered, you can still get mad. You can still have a meltdown, but it's much smaller. And sometimes it's just a matter of the telephone wire is just a little frayed in your brain. And you just need to solder it back together or you need to reroute something. And that's what the technology helps you do. And um, I have a little boy in the UK that was literally having meltdowns every single night and it took over two hours to get him in bed. And to this day, um, a year and a half later, he has not had one single bedtime meltdown. Hmm. Not Is one. My son, my son is a spirited child, is what we, <laughs> we say. He's got a lot of energy and he has a really hard time focusing it sometimes. Um, do they make, you make, I Kid guess socks. it works for kids. It's uh, Absolutely. Is this yeah. something that's a, a lifetime, they have to use the product for a lifetime or does it have lasting effects? So we just released a long-term study. The company's pretty new. It's, I mean, it's just over um, five years old. And, but we released a three-year study and that three-year study was on post-concussion syndrome. And so looking at brain scans of mostly ex-professional hockey players who have lots and lots of concussions, um, the brain actually heals. And so as, because the brain's a muscle. So as it's more balanced and it gets used to being in balance and it consistently stays in balance, it gets stronger on its own. And so the brain scans over three years become much, much better, if not 100% clear of the concussions we saw in the beginning. And people can now, a lot of people can take the technology off for periods of time and not go back to what they were before they started wearing the technology at all. So we have one lady that was in a horrific car accident and her whole body shakes, like violently shakes. And um, I remember seeing the very first video of her and it was incredible. As soon as she put the socks on, she quit shaking and I, she like violently shook. And now she can actually take the technology off for a couple of hours and not shake. And she's been in the technology for a couple of years, but that's life-changing. Yeah, no, it completely is. It completely is. Are these studies all self-funded or is there any outside studies going on? Um, there are some outside studies going on. Um, we actually have a couple of hospitals that are doing um, their own studies. We have one doctor in particular, the study is about 80% finished right now. Um, and it's, he, he was doing a lot of joint replacements, but he focused the study on total knee replacements because he's seeing his clients 
his patients get back to full mobility in half the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, Cause the body just doesn't over respond then when you have surgery. And so there's a lot less swelling. There's a lot less bruising because the body's not going through that traumatic shock of having the surgery. God, I had a torn meniscus surgery. I could have used it then. My knees, <laughs> I couldn't walk for like a month. Oh, <laughs> knee surgery stinks. <laughs> oh my goodness. I remember crawling down the stairs. My kids were like helping me get up and down. They were like, <laughs> they were like three and four at the time too. It was a, <laughs> that's really sweet of them wanting to help. They, they did everything they could. And I just tried not to like fall on them and kill them. So that was, <laughs> so the technology is called Vox HPT. Correct. Okay. And what's the founder's name? Jay Dollywall. Okay. And what exactly do you do? Toronto, Canada. What is your position with the company? What exactly do you do for them? Um, So I am a team leader and director for them. Um, I help customers. I onboard people into the company. Um, I do a lot of company trainings. Um, That's, I was talking to you before we started the podcast. I just did a, a training for 300 of our company people and um i create some content and some marketing materials kind of do a little bit of everything okay (laughs) (laughs) how's your husband doing he's fabulous he is finally back to work full time um he didn't work for a year after the stroke so even just being able to go back to work is a big deal but he's back to work full time and he's actually working in a big warehouse kind of setting so there's a lot of stuff going on and he comes home in a really good mind frame every day so he's really good nice did they ever figure out why he had the stroke no <laughs> no it's always so scary when you hear about that it's just uh yeah we try to keep ourselves healthy and you you never know you, you don't ever know. So it kind of changed us that we live for today and we do what we want and we try to help others be as healthy as, you know, everybody can be. Right. So where can we find, where can we find this? If you go to brainforbalance.com and it's the number four, um, you will find out all about me and all of the different products and delivery systems. Okay. Sounds great. So for my son, which delivery system is best? Um, since he's little, the best delivery system is going to be the socks. We have those in kid sizes. Okay. Um, and then we also have some insoles for shoes that can cut down pretty small for the, for the little ones. All right. I am definitely going to give that a try. <laughs> so I really appreciate this. I had a, a blast talking to you and um, it's a technology that I'm sure nobody else that's listening to this has heard of. So <laughs> it's very different um like i said there's lots of studies there's lots of videos there's lots of doctors um and my when you go to the website my contact information is there and i can definitely send out um, i'm very happy to send out specific information that deals with a condition or a scenario that pertains to you and and your life it's just it's really cool being able to help people every day That's great. I mean, that's what's really interesting about your two professions as you, you, each profession was geared towards helping. I mean, purely helping. So, but very different dealing with people instead of horses. (laughs) Which which ones are easier? On the horses. (laughs) Less less attitude, less. (laughs) The horses are leery and skeptical at first, but once it feels good, they don't have a choice whether to try it or not. And so once it feels good, they're all in. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> but people are definitely, you know, more leery and skeptical for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. But uh, you got me in the mood to go ride a horse myself again. <laughs> That's I, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been Second Scene Podcast with me, Michael. Anything you need to know about Vox HPT, you can go brainforbalance.com. That's brain, the number four, balance.com. And again, if you want no nonsense advice or free resume help, please visit dweebsglobal.org. It's completely free. We help people with for resumes, for mental health, uh, you name it. We have a mentor for people all around the world. So please visit uh, dweebsglobal.org. Thank you.